Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I'm so excited to have on a 30, almost 31 year old from Concordia, Ontario, Canada, a 41 year old from Sanford, Florida, USA. One of them is a class A PGA pro and was the managing director of golf at Belmore Golf Club. And rumor has it, he is one of the best dancers and chefs in Bruce County. <laughs> but he's never had a cook off or dance off with me. The other, a staple and legend with the University of Oklahoma Sooners, where she ran amok with seven top 10 finishes, won the Big 12 team title, and made three NCAA national appearances, and also swung the sticks in pro with LPGA Symmetra Tour, Cactus Tour, and NWGA Tour, and was the head women's golf coach at NAIA Friends University. And they're now the owners of the Shed's favorite golf course, the Aysdale Golf Course. Welcome to the Shed, Taylor and Charles, or Chuck Hi. Candler. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for zooming to the Shed. Of course. What an introduction. That was so good. Oh, it's like my 160th time. So I've had a lot of practice. Uh, but I get into how we know each other. I would say yeah. the first thing would be that you are my sons and soon to be daughters, yeah. golf coaches. Yes. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and you guys really have started a junior, like uh, a kid's mm -hmm. camp there. Hey, there used to not be anything like that. You guys have a lot of kids coming out there. Tons. Tons. It's good. Yeah. Got to grow the game. So how many do you got coming this summer? We have five different sessions. Eh? And they're all sold out. So I don't know. We're probably upwards of a hundred or so. Eh? Yeah. Maxed out. So used to do it in three big groups. And yeah, we both did it and had other coaches and it was like 30 kids at a time, three times a summer. And it was like, no, thanks. So well, now we, we do it more. Yeah, we do more yeah, of them with yeah. less at a time, which, well, you know, pick your poison, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, well, then good. you get to have a little more time with <laughs> them, right? More one yeah. one time, yeah. Yeah, it's not such a circus. It's the same as running a hockey practice. Yeah. When you get 40 kids on the ice, it's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and the other way we know each other is we're about to have a fantastic time June 25th at your golf course, the yeah. inaugural two ales and hockey tails golf tournament. Beauty. We got at least four holes filled so far. <laughs> four holes. Long way to go. We got four okay. foursomes registered so far, but long way to go, right? Yeah. yeah. And Roy's garage is going to be planned. So do you, would you guys recommend they play inside or outside if it's nice weather? <laughs> you may be half and half you never yeah. know well the, yeah they were curious where to set up and I, I, I they're a rock band you know so i feel like 
could be a bit loud. Nice. I think outside. Would yeah, be nice. no rain, probably patio. Yeah. That'd be where most of the people be hanging out. Well, folks, register at Ales Hockey Tales. Uh, AleshockeyTales.com. 150 bucks for the day. That's with the band roast beef dinner. So, Chuck, would you be cooking that? Are you still getting yes. behind the kitchen? Yes, I will be. Yes. That is all him. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of pressure. And the team. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you don't want me. It's all him. <laughs> well, I can't wait. And thanks for letting me host it there. Hopefully, yeah. everybody makes a day of it and comes from wherever you are. Concordia, Ripley, Elmira, wherever yeah. the hell in the world you live, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's yep. what I'm hoping for. And um, some of the guys that are confirmed, one of the foursomes, you were your former employees. Um, oh, yeah. Garrett McFadden and <laughs> Ethan Skinner, right? Oh, beauty. beauty. Yeah. That's they're, gotta they're bring in. some sign-ups. Come on now. So Garrett's working for us again this summer. I guess he's gonna need, so that, he, day he need that day off. Yeah, he yeah, he's booked that off officially. <laughs> oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah mark him off is uh blair pollock gonna be working there again no, no he's not back no he's a, so he's farming now yeah he's too you know <laughs> might <laughs> might help maybe the alcohol won't go missing now eh? <laughs> just kidding just kidding yeah. blair <laughs> but yeah colby's uh, already mentioned a few times come high school he wants yeah. in with you guys he wants a job yeah. he's right. stunned yeah. good good so, swing uh, that's how I started. That was my high school job. I was always at the golf course. I was, the, you know, the grounds crew guy, though. Yeah. I'm not clean yeah. cut enough for the pro house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, and Chuck, speaking of cooking, when we first met, I think we discussed, I think it was like during all the bologna that I was going to come in. We were going to make soup together. I know. know. We still have to do that. Oh, oh. Yeah, we never did that, but now I'll have you in my shed. So now we'll get to know each other. Yeah. So then, then, then we can make the soup together. We'll know each other. We're, we're not going anywhere. We're soup. still doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're hey, right around the, the corner, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, for the people that come to Concord on June 25th, the golf course is right around the corner. It's beautiful. And then straight down the road from there is one of the most beautiful beaches in Ontario. So if you're wondering what you're going to do, there's lots to do here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Another way we know each other. <laughs> Oh gosh, Derek no. Rieger. Oh, <laughs> so co-worker of with me at Superheat. Then he left, became a big-time realtor. And oh, yeah. fun fact: after we locked this down, the next yeah. day, me and the old man went out for dinner and decided we were going to sell our rental house. And Derek was our first call. Um, so he's he is listing our house on Friday, right by Boston nice. Pizza, Highway Nine and Twenty One, folks. So it's hitting the market Friday. Nice. Get your wallets out. Yeah. <laughs> Lake Range Realty, Derek Rieger. Beautiful. Nice shout out. Yeah, I think that'd be a great sponsor for the uh, tournament in June. Ooh. Hey, yeah. And um, actually, I just found out today that the Elmire Sugar Kings are going to donate a prize for the tournament. Um, I'm going to all the winners are going to win four of these jerseys, too. Nice. So, yeah, Please. we got we, we got we got even got Please. prizes now, right? beautiful like a real tournament the swag's coming out it's just rolling in yeah so hopefully people sign up yeah. <laughs> they will they will um okay but here's a hockey tale then because okay. Derek's one of my favorite hockey tales um i don't oh, know i might have brought this up before the pod i don't remember but yeah. one of my first ever games coming out of retirement when i was fat and disgusting and i played for the ripley wolves <laughs> We played Petrolia, 
And it was probably the most hungover I've ever played hockey. But third period, we come back from down 4-1. I think I had four goals in the third period or something like that. I had four goals and we win it. And their captain's all pissed off after the game. And he's going off. Chuck, do you remember this? Yeah, that was me and Derek and 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 her dad. Right. And you guys were with a bunch of like minor hockey kids because I was I was dumbfounded by that guy's stupidity on Petrolia. Yeah. So he he walks. So if people can picture this, he goes off like he's leaving the game because it's over. And then he walks down the hallway. That's just like for the players and comes out the referee's door and has you guys basically sandwiched between his team and him in a tiny hallway right yeah and you guys had little kids because it was minor hockey night in ripley and he started a fight with derek in the crowd with all the kids around wearing skates and full equipment yeah i was watching it from the ice it was nuts yeah, pulls the like learn to skate the little like red you know PVC things down. He's like trying to. <laughs> it's too much. So yeah, Chuck, did you get any crazy. swings in or not? I didn't get any swings in. I was yanking everybody off Derek. I guess there's some there's some history between Derek and Petrolia. Well, anybody on Ripley and Petrolia. Well, I think anybody in the league in Petrolia. There are a bunch. Of I was still yeah. new to the area. So he's I think like, this would have been like our first year or two here. So I don't, I don't know the history other than, you know, everybody says Ripley hates Petrolia. So I'm literally just standing there on the ice, just watching, you know, the end of the game, whatever. And next thing I know, this guy had come from the ref store and yeah. he's on top of Derek. And then there was another, another guy that guy actually like, came from the bench and he was on top of Derek. And right. then like my, my dad's in there. Yeah. Like, so he no. just mucking it up. eh? Dennis <laughs> is yelling at the bench. And I grabbed the guy that came second and then I grabbed him off. Well, and I'm next not- thing I know, actually, I turned and I looked at the ref's door and I saw Smitty. And I was like, okay, we're good now. Smitty's here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I, I know a, f- a handful of guys <clears throat> that were in the crowd that night and they were all oh. not walking towards the event. They yeah. were running towards it. Yeah. And I think yeah. those hockey players, um, like they don't really get Ripley. Everybody was in that together. Yeah. Every person yeah. in the crowd would have defended you guys, and that those fellows um, shouldn't have done that. And it was embarrassing. And uh, yeah. they're never coming to my shed. That guy. <laughs> um, never coming to my shed. No, that guy is all like you. Imagine starting a fight no. with a guy off the ice with children no. around in hockey, no. wearing hockey skates. He could have stepped on their feet. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't believe it. And- yeah, yeah and, and senior a hockey way to go buddy yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, not, um, you're not coming to the shed <laughs> yeah so that came up because i was talking to derek about it this weekend we we're getting everything sorted and he said that was one of your first hockey experiences eh oh that was yeah welcome, welcome to, canada. to canada so did you know much about hockey before you came here no i mean i'm a sports guy so i mean i've watched hockey forever and Actually, here's a good hockey story for you from the guy that's on your podcast. It's probably the least qualified that you'll ever have. But when I worked in Florida, I worked at a golf course called Stony Brook. My boss is from Waterford, Michigan. Um, Biggest Wings fan you'll ever meet in your entire life. When they won the cup, we ordered Domino's pizza every night of the cup. You had to have the same toppings. Everybody sat in the same spot. You ate the same number of pieces. What if they lost a game? Yeah, they wouldn't switch it up. No, you just lay, you just left it the same so like, as they wanted. It's like he just wanted to eat Domino's a lot. Yeah, he just he's like yeah, I mean, he's looking for endorsements. Because I'll stick with one pregame meal until it doesn't yeah. work, and then you switch. <laughs> 
or win the series. So okay, they win ahead. the cup. He, he says if they win the cup this year, we'll go immediately after they win and going downtown and getting a tattoo. So they freaking win. We got in the car at whatever time, 11, 12 oh o'clock, God, drove downtown no. Orlando, and he got the freaking wings tattoo on his arm. Yeah. But better story, my first ever hockey game that I went to. So Scotty Bowman goes down to Florida during the winter, goes to Orlando, and he's a big golfer, and he's a big car racer. Well, my boss is a uh, – him and his brother are big gearheads. They race Novas and Mustangs, 10-second cars. And Scotty Bowman's big time into this. So Scotty Bowman got linked up with my boss. They played around the golf. And he said the only thing they talked about the whole time was cars. Like Mike said, I, I couldn't even talk to him about freaking hockey stories. Really? So he invited us up to when we were planning a, a, a trip to Michigan. So he invited us, gave us tickets. My first ever two hockey games were at the Joe sitting in Scotty Bowman's seats. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's all right. So yeah. decent, you know, decent intro to hockey. Yeah. That's why I'm wings yeah. Not just people yeah. helping people. If you own a golf yeah. course, you can help a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Not like that guy. I don't know. I'm surprised Scotty Bowman's that into cars because usually cars if you're that passionate about hockey, it's hard yeah. to focus on other stuff. Anything but, else. Yeah. Like you guys no, are I guess golf, he's a baby. Big, big car guy and yeah, golfer. Come on now. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. That's, so that's your first game was in Michigan at a Red Wings game then. Jeez. That's the Joe. That's all right. The Joe middle of a freaking blizzard, Florida boy goes up to Michigan <laughs> oh, and freaking freezes his ass off. Um, okay. Another way I know you guys, okay. I did attend already one of your tournaments, a global yes. tournament Let's go. Uh, so at night fun. in the dark, right? The most fun. Good stuff. They're so fun. We're doing it again this year. Yeah, that was a great time. Everybody's in the yeah. right right mindset. It was just like June 25th, right? I know. It's like you're teeing <laughs> off like right now. Look right. Like you guys do a lot of uh, like like events. Like you guys, um, how when do you decide when you guys get to like have fun and with the festivities or join in? With the festivities, you have to pick and choose, right? Like yeah. you can't do it all. So it's there's some things that we're required to like be, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. It's just not possible for us to play, but we played our fair share of global ball. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like hard not to. We're definitely going to this year. His brother and, and the sister-in-law are coming up. So the four uh, of us will go play, which will be super fun. So I had a great time that night. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So next question. Okay. We'll start with. Taylor, so or okay. both of you, where and what are you doing now? That's one of my questions to start. Ooh, where are we doing now? Well, obviously, because most people are all over the place, not around the corner, you know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so two minutes we're, away, we're and we're literally two minutes down the road. Okay, yeah. looking I, out the window at this, at the snow. this cursing allowed on this podcast. Oh, yeah, you can be whoever you want to be on here. You can be okay. who you want to live. Yeah, because so, yeah. I have a bad mouth and no, I want to curse no. badly at this weather That's that weather we're experiencing. I, I'm I'm done with the snow. Yeah, oh, this is yeah. Like it's watching I, it today come in, it's just like painful and because we're supposed to open Friday. But I mean, we'll have to see. So um, you're going to open Friday. That was we were planning on it, but the plan, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this will be gone tomorrow, yeah. but. This is the time of year where you still got to walk, right? I'm not very good yeah. at that. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything. No, it's not. Uh, I don't do walking. 
I'm not carry clubs. Yeah, no. I can't juggle clubs and I, beer at the same time. I, bourbon, I, yeah. Me, but. <laughs> no, that's yeah. Derek mentioned you like your bourbon. Yeah, not. Yeah. Um, I'm not man enough for bourbon. Don't give me any on June 25th. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I'll sneak some in for you. Uh, no, I don't want it. Yeah, bourbon slushy. <laughs> it will it'll ease you into it with a bourbon slushy. They're so good. So I we got sidetracked. Where? What are you doing now? So you live around the corner and it's yeah, stolen, right? Yeah. yeah. So and you own the Ainsdale Golf Course. We do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then you also have children that also, that's another way, I guess, how we know each other. Yeah. You have children that um, go to the Ripley school like mine. Yep. See, what grades? Actually, what do you got? What do you got? You got three of them, right? Three. Three rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> Wyatt, our boy, who's going to be a shit kicking defenseman. He's five years old. He's four feet tall and 65 pounds. <laughs> At five, so yeah, he'll be he'll so be he's on the bigger than my son already. <laughs> yeah, Lexi's four; she's a JKer, and then we have a ten-month-old, Andy, Andy Alice. So you guys are busy so. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and folks, they do everything at the golf course, <laughs> and have three kids. You, so you do the cooking, you I've you do the pro shop, you do everything, right? You guys, because I went in there to pay the deposit, and you guys are there working on like renovations or whatever. And I'm like, geez, they got to work together all day out here. <laughs> all the time. All yeah, time. A- especially in the off season, though, we're together almost like more. Then probably season, yeah. yeah honestly like once the season starts you're out on the course or cooking and stuff and i'm giving lessons and everything so you kind of like meet up at the end of the day like who's going home to get the kids <laughs> and yeah make dinner and put them to bed and then do it all over again so we're not together as much i feel like in the summer i know it sounds weird but it's busier yeah so so who gets all good. into the grounds crew chuck don't you get into that too yeah. yeah i do i do the kitchen i take care of kitchen and maintenance and she takes care of everything golf shop and back shop and lessons and and did you guys know it was going to work that way or did you just kind of like once you you bought it and started doing the job did Mm -hmm. you guys know that was the way it was going to go i knew for damn sure i was going to be in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) like i will he can boss me around and help but like oh man really eh? yeah no so that was a given no i mean it just kind of fell that way like obviously naturally is yeah where your passion is too to be honest with you so i like cooking too did you have a passion for it yeah i love it like my mother's a like that's i pretty much learned everything from her my brother's a chef or has been a chef he's not currently working in culinary anymore but he's he went to le cordon bleu and worked for a lot of years under some pretty cool chefs and really and was legit. a chef chef for a lot of years my mother is freaking um, my yeah. best cook i know is my mother so I kind of, I guess I got it from her and I just, I enjoy doing Like I have zero, like, I, like training yeah, or whatever. No, yeah. Yeah. No professional training at all, but I just enjoy doing it and um, it's fun. Um, okay. So then what's your, your staple dish? If you were going to whip up your favorite meal, what are you making? Um, Hold on. What Taylor, what's he going to say? I think I know what she thinks I'm going to say, but. Okay. Oh, curveball. Okay, say it. And I'll I would I would actually do like soul food if I if I could make my is that like dish. cornbread? Cornbread, yeah, oh, like uh job. like chicken fried so, steak. That's what I was gonna say. Chicken fried steak. Chicken fried, fried steak. Or, exactly or fried chicken. Maybe some grits and collard greens in there. See, cornbread. this is the shit I don't know about. I've never oh. been down there really. 
So it's just incredible. Come over when you're gonna make him make soup and stuff on the side, he'll also whip you up some oh. soul food, and it's so good. Oh my god! I'll well, tell I, you this: this would be a. Never, I'm so curious. A plug for our tournament. So our our golf tournament that we do, Ainsdale Golf Classic. We run it for minor all minor minor sports in King Garden and Ripley, and we do it every year. Um, this year, have you ever seen Next Level Chef? The show that was just on, whatever, a couple of months ago with. Since Chef I've been Naisha. coming out to the shed, I haven't been turned on the TV much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gordon Ramsay has a show called Next Level Chef. Uh, the guy who finished in fourth, I think they started with whatever, 20 chefs and each, each, you know, show they eliminate somebody. Yeah. The guy who finished fourth just missed getting into the finals named Chef Kenny. He's coming up. He's from the South. He's from Mississippi. He's coming up on the Friday, the Thursday before our Ainsdale Golf Classic this year. Friday night, we're going to do um, like a price fix dinner where we have, where him and I are going to get in the kitchen and we're going to do a soul food menu. You're going to run and a muck. Yeah. Reservations yeah. and whatnot. So that'll be your chance. Holy Not moly. just from me, but from him. Who You're talking dirty to me, Chuck. <laughs> oh, it'll be awesome. We're just getting to know each other. He's into <laughs> it, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, no, that's the type, like when I was turning on the TV for years, um, I guess since I've been done hockey, it was cooking shows. That was mainly what I've been watching. That's what I'm into. So, it's so entertaining, too. Like it's, and it's interesting. They can teach you something really quick, right? And yeah. it sticks with you. I remember the day the guy whipped up homemade salad dressings like that, and he explained it to me, and it was like something sweet, something sour, and but whatever. You know, like yeah. crazy good salad dressings at your place? Or what? <laughs> well, I'd you like, I'd like make it right. I, salad, Wally. I don't, yeah. I have not mixed one in in a while and I haven't made the dressing in a while, but I know how to do it. <laughs> okay. So you're two minutes on the road. We'll be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should come to the shed for real. <laughs> Some salad dressing. Okay. So anyways, we got sidetracked again. Um, so chicken fried steak. That was oh, my question. Okay. So beautiful. it's a steak fried in chicken grease. Um, it's a steak that you pound it out and flatten it. And then you milk butter and bread it, yeah. and then you fry it. You you bread it beef. Oh yeah, it's wildly oh. good. It's and then from the I like bread. The, I like bread. It's like the hardest on a plate. I've from never the oil, had from the oil beef. you fry it in. You make a country a white country gravy, and then you pour that over top of it. Oh. Damn! Mm -hmm. I told you wait. to stop talking dirty, Chuck. You just wait. Probably not current hockey you players want to eat this as a game. Oh yeah, no, no. it's not the healthiest thing <laughs> ever. Eat, probably not like for anyone uh, active in the game. Oh uh, well, yeah. So some of us live differently than others. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really good. Though. The other thing I've always been curious about, which I don't think I've ever had, is grits. grits oh. what is grits? It's unbelievable. It's just fine. a corn byproduct. It's incredible. If you do it the right way too, butter, hot sauce, or you do like a shrimp and grits or, oh, it's incredible. It's like it, beautiful it, meal. I don't know Bread. what it is. Like I still porridge almost. Like is, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you're, you're not going like to say gooey? porridge, but yeah, kind of like as a, you're an American trying to like describe it to us who don't have it here. So like cream of wheat sort of, but like not. No, it's not sweet. No. That's like oatmeal. And this is where it's, it's always been confusing to me. And people always talk about grits. And I'm like, I still don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but they are good though. Someday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll make you some grits. Uh, 
Uh, moving on is um, I I didn't I just plan I wanted to plan a party after COVID and obviously everything I've been doing in the shed has been to raise money for different charities and stuff um, and um, I owe Garrett McFadden one um, from a few months ago I told him I was raising money for McFadden's movement and I got sidetracked with a different charity because I needed to and uh, so Garrett you're up you get some of the golf course money for June 25th right beauty that's awesome yeah um we'll figure out what to do with any other money we make right (laughs) we got to have people sign up though (laughs) okay chuck growing up in sanford florida where in florida is that uh it's uh, orlando suburb orlando suburb so uh always golf right from the start or do you what other sports did you get into never golfed i'm a huge baseball nut so baseball is probably, I like baseball, big, probably bigger baseball fan than I am golf, actually, believe it or not. Is that Grew right? up playing ball and, and always played ball, never played golf. Actually, the first round of golf I ever played was um, after high school. We, were, we had a pretty competitive high school team. Our coach was very, very strict. He was the minor scout for the Angels. My brother was the real good baseball player. But anyway, we after high school, I didn't play ball anymore my first year in college. Went to service merchandise, which I don't even know if they have those in Canada, but it's a department store. No. Went and bought a $200 set of clubs. Yeah. And my freshman year in college, I probably played more rounds of golf than I went to, went to class. So once one, it. yeah, you just had never tried it till then. Yeah. That's wild. Went out and friggin' played first time and just. If your parents don't put you into it, though, it's pretty hard yeah. to play as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I've yeah, been I mean, taking uh, Zoe and Colby uh, to like our cottage course there since yeah. they were little buggers that mm-hmm. like, it's not like, not like a legit golf course, yeah, that, but that's, but that's it's, all you it's need. perfect to learn as a child. And mm-hmm. if you don't take your kids and they don't learn the game, I guess. Right. And then yeah. like, it, it can be well, expensive to get kids into. Right. I yeah. think that's the other thing too. It's, it can be a little bit, but it's something they can play forever too. Like it's a lifelong, like, I still go out and play with my grandparents, which is like the coolest thing ever, right? It is. And every age group can do it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I think it's great you're doing the junior camps because those kids that get into it then, once you get into golf, it's hard to get out of it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So good. You're hooked. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, Taylor, let's get in here. Oh, Oh, gosh. Okay. Growing up in Concordon. I know. What would you like to know? Um, Was it always golf then, right from the start? So, yeah sort of I mean I played a bunch of sports I played hockey and stuff too um hockey baseball all the sports and school so you did play girls hockey did you have a team of girls because I couldn't girls. believe how many girls are playing hockey in Concord yeah. when I grew up in Elmira there was hardly any women's hockey it's amazing how big mm-hmm. it's got yeah it's wild I remember looking out on the ice and it was all girls out there and I was like I want to do that and we came from Alice when I was born here we moved away for a little while and then came back and girls hockey in Alliston wasn't like I didn't see it until we moved back here so I was like I don't want to do that so did that for a while and then was doing golf at the same time and then had to end up picking because I was either getting hurt or like you kind of have to pick one at a certain point and kind of roll with it so so um, what age was that like how how did you know like in concurrent is it not hard mm-hmm. to find hard tournaments in like competitive yeah. golf there's not yeah, that you much to travel. yeah you gotta travel pretty much same right? as hockey right yeah yeah you're traveling i'd say nine probably is when i was like into it really really liked it and then about 12 13 was like okay this is definitely what i want to do um yeah. but yeah you have to go to the states florida 
Is that really what you guys would do that on weekends? Yeah, like there's some there's some great tournaments in, in Canada too. Like Canadian golf right now is booming with you see all these, you know, guys and girls on the TV too that are phenomenal. Like Brooke Henderson right now, I grew up playing with her. Um, but you had to go either all over Canada or you're in the States a lot. Like they're you know, so you're gone over. most weekends. And then, so I was yeah. curious what you do in the winters. Like, yeah, my we, coach was in Mississauga. So I drove every weekend down to a indoor dome, literally. And that's what I did every weekend. So I couldn't do hockey too, right? Cause there's, tur- you guys know there's tournaments every, like I was missing every tournament. And then well, and if you're part of a team, you're part of a team, right? Right. And so that was one I thing I always felt bad about playing for the Ripley Wolves was I was one of those guys that just showed yeah. up like come playoff times and mm-hmm. I wasn't really on the team where they were going to every game. Yeah. And you feel bad doing that stuff, yeah, right? That's you feel guilty. So it was like pick one. But I honestly think similar to him, like I really like baseball. Baseball was the one sport I played hardball with boys, and that was the one sport that I remember crying, like giving it up because mm. I wanted to, I really wanted to pick baseball, but I knew my dad was like, hey, let's think about this seriously. Like as a female too, long-term, which one you can actually, which one you actually like more, but which one do you think truthfully you can see long-term and, and this is at nine I years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is like, I literally remember sitting in that bedroom with dad and he was like, you know, pick whatever you want, but I think you already know the answer. So, which I think we probably chose, right? So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's all turned out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What else do I got here? Um, trying to think. So, um, yeah. What about though, those, uh, the screens, like you hit the ball in the screen, if they would have had that, would you drove all the way to Mississauga to see a coach? Yeah. I still would have. Yeah. Yeah. I would still, I mean, those are great. And like, that wasn't anything up here, like nowhere here had those when, I was going through that, but I think going to see my coach was, was half of it, fine tuning stuff and swing changes that you do through the off season, right? That's when you're making your changes and stuff before the season. So I still think I would have, I would have went. So. I don't think I've ever really had a golf court coach. I just grabbed the club and swing <laughs> other than like when I went to the junior camps at the Elmira yeah. golf course, right? Like there would have been the pro out there helping you and teaching yeah. you the right grips. And then that sticks with you the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. You get Which rid of the baseball was, grip and you yeah. hold it correctly. And then yeah. gives you a good foundation. That's why junior camps are fun, right? Like you get to work with them and it's stuff that hopefully they remember. So oh, yeah. we better not screw them up. So. Well, I would say, cause I say really nice things to people that come to my shed is I think the kids of Concordon have the perfect two people teaching them the oh. game. I've seen it when I show up at the course you guys are great with every kid. You know every kid's name. You know everybody. I I I couldn't be happier with who's teaching my kids golf. So thanks. <laughs> I get nervous saying nice things to people. I'm not used to it. <laughs> I like chirping people way more. <laughs> Why are my hands sweating right now? <laughs> Never say anything nice to you again. <laughs> Um, so then after you're nine years old, then you're full golf. So you're basically there is there, there is an off season, but you're still driving to Mississauga. Yeah. Like that was pretty much on the weekend because I was in school. Right. So I would say I didn't start driving there though, till I was like, Oh, 13, 14, 15. Like it wasn't at nine, nine was when it was like, okay, this is, I'm in this more and like, let's invest in some better clubs and the whole thing. Um, 
But so yeah, we just started on the weekends and then did school and I did school sports and stuff. Like you did volleyball, basketball and all that kind of stuff, um, which I feel like helps golf too. I think it's important to be well-rounded, not just you need to be an athlete. Only, only one. And that was one thing after getting recruited that my coach was like, that's what we look for is not just, you know, one sport athlete. Sometimes it works out that way and they, that's all they've ever done. But I think being well-rounded is important too. And that's not even just to say sports either, like whether that's music or whatever else you have going. Uh, mine just happened to be all different sports. I don't, I never played an instrument. My friends, it's <laughs> awful. Uh, so. I'm, like, I'm like Chuck, I'm a dancer too. I didn't play the instruments. Oh yeah. <laughs> Twinkle toes over here. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think it's important to play yeah. other sports. And I think it's important yeah. also to get a break from the one you're doing like competitively mm -hmm. all the time because yeah. you need to be excited to do it, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah play yeah, golf was, every single day it's hard be hard to get up for no. it right yeah that's why it was fun to drive to the i hardly ever get to play it so i am so yeah. excited june 25th <laughs> <laughs> let's go yeah i know the snow needs to beat it uh there will be a day where i'll have a membership and i'll golf at your course all the time but that just isn't yet <laughs> i know i'm parenting at the moment and, and, <laughs> and shedding <laughs> and shedding a few more thousand podcasts and you're there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay what I'm going to ask Chuck, what's the nicest golf course you've ever played at? Ooh. Cool. What are you? Um, I'd probably say I played Muirfield Village in oh. Columbus, Ohio, Dublin, Ohio, Jack's Place, where they play the Memorial every year. And that was, uh, mm -hmm. we actually played, my best friend lives there. And um, he got us, we played with him and then a member, a friend of his and Taylor and I went up and played. It was so that was right Absolutely. by Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess work. since this is a hockey podcast, the way I can tie that in yes. is that the only NHL training camp I went to was with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. And they let me stay there for exactly 48 hours until they could cut me and then sent me home. <laughs> There's some friggin' unreal golf in Columbus. I did not have time to golf. They cut me oh, way man. before that. Play. They sent yeah. me down way so before many I golf. golf. In Columbus. Yeah. It, it seemed like a nice city. I I it, I don't know. It seemed all right there, yeah. eh? Uh, like Taylor, them. what's your favorite course? That that was gonna be also what I said. I've also played TPC Sawgrass, so it was super Jeez. nice too. You you played there a bunch too. So, but I'd say honestly, Muirfield was awesome. It was also with him and, and, and his best friend, who's a groomsman in our wedding. So it was extra special. I played TPC with the, the OU team. So that was also very cool, but. So is it just the landscape or is it the, like, what just is like, it the way it's, it's manicured? Perfectly manicured. Oh, it's, it's just like, do they not a blade of grass. Like literally perfect. Yeah. Mm, yeah that would be awesome. exhausting as a grounds crew. Cause I've been on the grounds crew. Wait, would it not have to be about what kind of grass it is too? Yeah, they'd be all, they're all bent. Bent, eh? It's also about budget when it comes to ground. <laughs> yeah. How often you <laughs> cut the grass, right? <laughs> and their budget's probably about as high as any yeah. golf course in the United States, so. Yeah. Right. So you would have had to know someone to get in there then. Is that how it works? Yeah, like it's, it's big time membership. And fortunately, like my buddy, like I said, has a, a good family, close friend of the family that's a member there. And so he was able to get us on. It was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Okay. Back, okay. Back to your golf, Taylor. How did you get recruited to Oklahoma? 
because I know the ranks in Elmira, yes. like Garrett. Yeah. Um, I grew up with him and Kyle, his brother, and um, they were really good at golf and they didn't get that much exposure, but they, I guess they weren't traveling to the States on weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. on <laughs> weekends. That's the biggest thing I would tell anybody is that they, you have to travel for coaches to like find you or know about you unless you're like the next tiger woods where everybody knows you that's you know typically not realistic so you're gonna have to put yourself out there so i played a ton and like my schedule was predominantly in the states which my family and my parents obviously supported and financially you know took me everywhere um so i yeah i got i guess the attention of ou coaches and then played in the U.S. junior and played really well and they followed me the whole time and then pretty much after that tournament is they offered me and there we go pretty big day when you get offered for a d1 yeah. scholarship isn't it yeah it was awesome yeah still it was remember that day don't you i do yeah i remember like my voice was cracking on the phone i was sweating just like oh it was the truly like the best day yeah yeah, and I remember dancing in the kitchen, my parents' house, when the coach called me from Western Michigan, and we yeah. sealed the deal. And I, I, I danced. Yeah. Never danced against Chuck yeah. before, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Chuck, then you got right into uh, the golf industry, then right out of uh, university, or did you get into it when you yeah. learned you loved it freshman year? Yeah, when I when I started, I was bartending. And had a good friend who was the merchandiser at a at Stony Brook, the first course I worked, and said, "Why don't you come clean carts, like clean carts and clean clubs? You'll make you know just as much money as you will bartending, and then you get free golf." And I was like, <laughs> "Free golf? All right." He had me at free golf. Yeah. So I started scrubbing clubs and picking the range and mm-hmm. cleaning carts and whatnot. And that was uh, dating myself, obviously. Well, you already told my age, so everybody <laughs> knows I'm an old bastard. So. That was in uh, 1999. I graduated high school. 2000 was my uh, fall of 99 was my first year. You realize I'm not much younger than you, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm right there, bud. Right there. Uh, um, Okay, so then that's how you got into the golf industry. So then you worked at Stony Brook. I got the research team found all this Ritz Carlton, the Innisbrook Resort. So was it mainly the same position at all those courses or were you working your way up? Um, no, at, at the Ritz was my second job, which that's where they have the PNC father son every year that Tiger and Charlie play in and all of the father sons. That's the one in Orlando. It's a pretty cool resort. I was the tournament coordinator there. So there had two hotels. We had groups anywhere from a hundred to a thousand golfers that would come in for a week bit bigger weekend. deal than June 25th that day. <laughs> we got four groups so far folks (laughs) yeah 16 hey we take 16 yeah i just did all the tournaments and events and ran all that and organized it and whatnot with the contacts from the groups and then at annisbrook which is where they have valspar championship another pga tournament um i was the head professional at two courses there and um just kind of day-to-day operations and whatnot there you were the head professional that's one of my questions how do you become a pga pro do you have to well do you don't back, have to shoot a certain score yeah yeah you have to take a, it's called player's ability test and you have to shoot a it's usually like 155 ish so you have to shoot like 77 78 36 holes in one day 
Um, so I took that and did that. And then back when I was went through the PGA, you did, there was three different levels of book work that covered everything from food and beverage to maintenance to club repair to you, merchandising to you name it. And you did, it was about a year and a half to two years to do each level between book work, testing, blah, 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 blah. And so it's about, it was about a five to seven, eight year process and pretty expensive. Um, so I just kind of worked through that. I was, as I was working at these courses. And then once you become a class A pro, then most courses will recognize that as somebody who's ready to be a, I mean, if you have some experience behind mm -hmm. that. Then so that basically means you like run the golf course almost, right? If you don't. Yeah, know essentially. That. Yeah, you're the manager and yeah. you get to deal with all the bullshit. I see. I, I always was thinking when you're a PGA pro, it's all about the score and the playing, but there's way more to it. eh? Well, there's professional yeah. golfers and there's golf professionals. Yeah. Which are <laughs> night and day different. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Now I but, get it. But a lot of golf pros can play like, yeah. you know, like they're like, they're actually, it's on this week. Um, uh, they just played second round today. It's PGA, PGA uh, professional championship. Yeah. And it's the best of the best of the guys who are club pros or directors of instruction or directors of golf or head pros, whatever. Yeah. And they get to play and the top 10 guys actually get to play in the PGA championship. Which is oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say, though, is it's like in hockey, there's guys that can like play and then there's people that can coach and run stuff. Right. It's two yeah. different yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of really good hockey players. I would never want to coach a team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, OK, yeah. so Taylor, when you get to Oklahoma, yeah. American Oklahoma. Univ, how do you say it? Sure. No, Boomer you said it good. You said it good. Okay. Well, how was how it like going to there from Concordia? Because that's a bit different. I know I had a bit of an eye opener yeah, going to Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, there was a definitely was like there was a the accent was like the first thing <laughs> got there and everybody looked at me like I had one and then I'm like, no, you guys have one. Um, but it was, it's a huge, Norman, Oklahoma, where OU is, is a huge college town. So you're kind of, it is a city. It like felt very big, obviously, to me coming from Concordia, but you're kind of still in like a bubble because it is such a college town that everybody's kind of there for the same thing. And honestly, you don't have any free time at all. Like it's, yeah. you're working out, you're training, you're practicing, you're studying and then you're going yeah. to bed and then you do it all over again so you don't have a whole lot of time to like really get like I was in Oklahoma City a few times right like I never even really branched out to go see how much more there was to it like honestly we should go back and visit more because like I know my side of it as a student athlete but um, I loved everything about it I could I could have lived there for ever I loved it um, it is a cool place well, it's very much similar to when I went to Kalamazoo, Western Michigan is like you yeah. get there and you, you're so busy, right? And like, mm -hmm. it's crazy being a D one athlete. And yeah. And then how much they yeah. make you work out is exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And then you got to go to school it's after the workouts. You. You're like, wake up at yeah. 6am and work out harder than you've ever worked out in your life yeah. and then go to school all day. And then, yeah. go to school. And yeah. then like go to practice and then, Oh wait, you have a night class too. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just so tired, but 
you also like i loved it i still loved it so I, yeah i was the same I, I agree um okay so then uh where should i go now hey or is Western Michigan the Broncos? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, the he was the associate AD, Mike Alford. He left there probably, that uh, would have been probably five, six years ago, and he was the athletic director at Western Michigan. He's now since left. He's at Florida, Florida State, State, and he's the basically like the booster chair, but he was the AD at Western the Michigan guy from, ever. from OU. Really? I didn't even know that. I kind of lost touch there while I was playing and gone. And I, yeah, wasn't paying much attention, but now that I'm back, they were, uh, went away from going to the frozen four this year in hockey. So they're, they were like good this year. Yeah. It's nice to see your alma mater. I think it's what it called. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good now. Way to go guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Taylor, what was it like then your first NCAA tournament? And does it not work that they, so there's a golf team, but then only certain golfers go to each tournament? Yeah. So we would carry like nine girls, I would say eight to nine on our roster and then five travel. So you, on top of like the crazy schedule that we just talked about, you also have to qualify. So then you're going through qualifying rounds, which was like anywhere from two to eight rounds, depending on how many your coach want to put you through. Um, And literally the best five go. And then if you play well in the tournament, then you're kind of exempt and you have your spot. And um, but So if you just have just, a bad day, you're not going to miss a tournament if you're the star, right? Or how? Yeah, do you- like that's typically why there's multiple rounds and stuff. And I mean, I obviously there's some coaches, you know, probably picks and stuff. Like, I, I don't know what, you know, it goes on for them. And I'm sure it's crazy stressful, but qualifying was very stressful as well. Um, but it was the tournament itself. My first one was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And my parents flew, my mom flew in actually, because I was so nervous. I had no idea, like, do parents travel, you know, to these things? I had no idea. And got there and ever, like, literally every person's parent traveled. And so mom was there and calling dad, like, you should have came, like, everyone's here. And literally, and then my parents didn't miss one college tournament of mine. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. my parents basically went everywhere. They skipped Alaska yeah. and a few other places we had to go, but, uh, wow. but no, they that's put awesome. in some miles too. And, uh, yeah, yeah I guess it wouldn't like, be, it, without them, you don't really, you're probably uh, not making it there anyways. Right. No, no. Cause you need that like little hug from home too. Like it's been a while between and well, they also got you the exposure, right? They they drove you wherever you needed to go, and they were the ones yes. that like got you in front of those other coaches. Yes, and, yeah, 100%. you don't realize you it until a, you get older, right? And, and like, speaking of food, you need a good ass dinner after you're done playing. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my questions: is what do golfers eat for pregame meals? <laughs> golfers eat for pre- I, we, I feel like we always had Italian the night before, so, like very similar. Just like hockey, eh? Yeah, I, I don't know, nothing. Maybe ask men, men, male golfers. Carve up. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you guys would have had to walk all the time, though. That sucks. Always, always, always <laughs> walk and no beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always walking. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, so then, uh, Chuck, let's get back into you, okay? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Why did you leave Florida go to the Oklahoma? Um, I was at Innisbrook at the time and got an offer. One of my best buddies actually lived in Norman. 
and uh, got an offer from Belmar Golf Club, which is in Norman, private club there in Norman. Um, got an offer from them. They were looking for kind of a GM and director of golf. And it's, uh, it's Toby Keith, who's a country singer. It's his golf course. So it was a pretty cool kind of a cool draw for, yeah. for somebody that's, you know, kind of newly into being a class A and kind of my own gig in a private club versus a huge resort. So I went up and interviewed and just like, you know, Taylor was saying, Norman's an awesome city and the people were cool. And I had like my, they're not family, but who are kind of my extended family that live in Norman. And uh, so I had, you know, a, a kind of a base of people out there that I knew and took the job and. So did, did you meet Toby Keith then, or is he just the owner? Oh yeah. No, yeah, no, he's he a huge there. golf nut. Yeah. Like if he wasn't torn or out of town, he was out there playing. Like it was his, I mean, he, he owned the course and it was his toy, but we ran it as a, I mean, it was a full on private club and ran it as such, but yeah, no, he was, I mean, a lot of his friends were members. He grew up there. That's where he's from. And he was a, he's a freaking golf nut. He's probably a 13, 14 handicapper. I'm but, a, uh, I'm a big fan. A lot, some of his songs are some of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's it's good. It's cool shit. to like walk on the patio and all of a sudden you turn the corner and Toby's like strumming a guitar on fire. And you're like, uh, what? That'd be wild. Yeah. It's crazy. It was a pretty cool experience. He, he actually was a pretty cool dude. Like we'd have karaoke night for like our members and stuff. And he'd get shit faced enough and he'd get the microphone and sing friggin' ice ice baby and and then he should have been a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our so I'm that's where Taylor and I met. This is our this is our very first date. Uh, I was gonna ask because the shed loves <laughs> love stories. What oh, is the love story? Beautiful. So I, I had asked her out through we re-ran a tournament for Toby's wife. Um, it was a college tournament and the benefactor was the OU women's program where at this point Taylor was done playing. She was, had gotten her master's and she was helping out the women's program kind of coaching. So I had, uh, obviously seen her in some of the meetings, whatever, asked her out. And, um, and I said, all right, well, let's go out one night. So we went to Remington, which is the big race. Uh, Remington park is the big horse racing track in, uh, Oklahoma city. And Toby's horse was racing that night. My buddy, who we talked about earlier, played Muirfield with, was in town. And so said, hey, let's go on a date. We're all going up to Remington. Toby's horse is racing tonight. He's a big he's a big horse racer. So Yeah, you lost yeah, her down. Hey, you're so, taking her to watch your – yeah. 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 So, Pretty solid we, first date. Way yeah. to go, so, Chuck. <laughs> so we go, to, we go to the horse track. The freaking horse wins. We all bet on him like crazy because he's of like, course. I'm telling you, the damn horse is going to win. So we bet on him like crazy. Everybody wins money. He's like, all right, screw it. We're going back to Toby Keys. I love this bar and grill as a chain of restaurants in the States. He has one in Oklahoma City. We go back and he freaking gets up on stage and just freaking sings all night. It just everybody most, just shit faced. And this is one of the most ridiculous love stories I've heard. Oh. <laughs> So Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yeah, you had her. Were you guys out slow dancing to Toby Sagan? Or oh absolutely. My God, I'm literally just sitting there like, is this what, like everyone understands this is Toby, right? And, yeah, and, and you're just a small town gal from Kincardine, and then oh you get there. This handsome so fella from Florida's about- taking you to watch Toby's horse run and jeepers they're also casual about it like, oh yeah, it's Toby, and I'm like, no, it's not just Toby. Like this is Toby Keith. This is nuts and. 
Uh, that's no that. So then uh, after that, then you guys just kept uh, dating and golfing. So Taylor, were you first time you golfed with him? Who won? I actually did, was the first time we golfed. Was it that Glow tournament? I think it was. So actually. we played. That's what's funny is we played a Glow golf tournament at Belmar at Toby's course, um, and that was the idea for when we bought Ainsdale. Was like, hey, we have to do this Glow tournament. It's awesome. It was, and awesome. it was my first yeah. time ever doing Glow golf. It is way different. Your depth perception is not. That's what I remember thinking is you can't tell. I have really bad eyesight to be able. You you can't tell how far away from the ball you are. So I'm like trying to hit a five iron, and I'm like, where? Like, how far away am I? You're chunking. Like, at least I'm chunking stuff, thinning stuff. I'm sure he probably did. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I'm doing that shit when I can see the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was, like, the most fun thing ever, too. Because, like, you're playing glow golf and you pull up to the clubhouse and Toby Keith's playing glow golf. And the same thing as you. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So it, was, yeah. it was awesome, though. Hence why we do glow golf at Ainsdale. Makes sense. And it is a great time. Yeah. <laughs> But then when you suck at golf and you can even lose the balls that glow, <laughs> then they're that like is, five, they're that's five an bucks accomplishment. Off. Yeah, they're five bucks a pop. I think I Those things are three. unlosable. I thought so. <laughs> you do have water on the course, you know. Yeah, I <laughs> guess that's true. where you, yeah. the one place you can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> uh shoot. Okay. So then that's an interesting story. So then um We'll get back into the Sooners then if we stay on the timeline. Um, you went to the national, whatever it's called for golf, the finals, yeah. right? So that's yeah, cool. How many golfers yeah. are in that? I knew you were gonna ask that. Um I shouldn't have asked ooh. it if you don't I know, know. and I that's embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like I should know that. I feel like there's 16. Yeah, 16. I feel like there's 16 of five girls at each. So we made so there's like the team championship and then there's the individual championship too, um, which not to say you don't want to make it as an individual, but obviously the goal is to make it as a team, and then you can still compete and win individually while you're also playing on the team. So, um, which the year that we went um, and finished, oh god, you have to pull. You probably have it in front of you. You won one year. You guys won it. And um, the year that I went to Tennessee, my teammate won the individual title too, which was really cool. Um, and it was in, it was at Vanderbilt's course and it was awesome. And yeah, I want to say there were 16 teams. It's, the, the format's changed a little bit now. Now it's, <coughs> it's Yeah, because there's four regionals, four teams. Yeah, each regional. it's televised and everything now, which is really cool. And it's match play now where when I was going through it, it was all stroke play. Yeah, um, match that's play, a lot match different. Play, yeah, the match play is really cool though. We didn't. I think I played one. We played a Bedlam match against Oklahoma State once, just kind of like a rivalry thing, just us. But that was the only time I ever played really match play for OU, um, where now that's a huge part of college golf. That's how the men's and women's, you know, is now. So, yeah, cool. So how, yeah, match play, though, like stroke play, you can have everybody in it, mm -hmm. and then you pick a winner. So match play, yeah. you play a round, and then half are gone, and then you play another round? Yeah, and then it goes. Then there, there is a. Well, there's five girls from each team player, playing, yeah. right? So you match wow. up one, two, three, four, five versus one, two, three, four, five, and whoever wins three of the five matches moves on. Moves to the on, next and round. then there's As a team. I guess for, yeah. There is an individual portion now too, though. That is true. They play stroke play up the, until they yeah. crown an individual winner, and then it moves to match. Yeah, play. and I think that would be really hard for me. Um, is <laughs> like match play. I would like more. But I yeah. feel like I would take it more personally when I was losing because I'm very competitive. And when I'm yeah. losing to one person instead of all of them, it would be really hard. 
<laughs> it actually is so it's very different like your mindset as a golfer too is very different it's you don't yeah. typically play like that ever so well in um, match play right once you figure out you lost the hole you just pick it up and like you yeah, give yeah. her right you're yeah, way more attacking yeah. or it's yeah. just a different mindset it's right really fun to watch too though i think i can see why they do it and it's televised too i can see why it's kind of why it went that way so yeah. well the research team looked up a few things and i oh saw God. you finished one time third in the oh, alamo in the golf. alamo yes. that's pretty close to winning third place in a, so what how I, would you lose by one or two i think i actually lost by two and i remember my grandma my grandparents were there and my <laughs> i looked at a putt on 18 i don't know if that would have won it i don't i still don't think it would have won it but um, I think I shot, I don't know if it's in there. I think I shot 68, but my, my grandma showed it. I had a putt like 12 feet and it lifted out and she, <laughs> she shouted so loud. Her, she's got full steam. I hope she's not watching this. <laughs> and they like semi fell out and she, oh my God, that's all. Anytime someone says the Alamo, God love that's you. That's what you're uh, it's yeah. good though. Was on the, the way I can relate that to the hockey guys that come on is there's a bunch of them that have like the mouth guard yes. tooth that they would spit yeah. in people's drinks just to freak them out, oh or they just be talking to someone and just like <laughs> pop it out. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. I can confirm I do not have any of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, knock on wood, I was lucky no. enough to get through it all. Uh, no mouth guard and all my teeth. Yeah, I got lucky. Uh, but it is a different atmosphere than um, individual sports compared to team. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're a team, but you're mm -hmm. not a team because you're saying that individual won that tournament. She feels a lot differently about it than the rest of the team. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's definitely different, especially like from here. I never played like I had high school golf, but it was you know, three, four other people, sometimes mostly boys. I have Brianna that grew up here too, that was the only other girl that was here kind of with me going through the same experience. And so like, it wasn't a team. So I'd never experienced like, what the heck is team golf? Like, what does this even mean? So you get there and it's like, you're trying to wrap your head around like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but it's cool that you're like, you want to win individually, but then you're actually rooting on and support it. it the dynamic at practice is cool. You're pushing each other so that you want the, the team to do well. So, right. And then you get more exposure if the team does well, right? For sure. Yeah. Which that year was really cool because the team did well. And then obviously my teammate won too, which was awesome to see. So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'd imagine she floored it because every time you win, you should floor it, right? <laughs> That's what I always did. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. Other question about the Sooners, though. Did you not find U.S. schools have a lot more school and team spirit than Canadian schools. I know. Absolutely. A, so a whole much. different experience so going to school so in the States. It's so different. And I can't say because I didn't, uh, I just did high school here. So I'm not, I'm sure, you know, the schooling here and the spirits of is great in its own way too, because I've never gone through it. But it just seems like it's on like this. It's a whole different level. Whole well it's all like, about it's football tailgating and just like it is nuts the literally streets closed for tailgating <laughs> yeah like i know you that that stadium holds well now it's probably it's probably right at or, or around a hundred thousand and there'd be another 30 40 thousand in that the are just tailgating vicinity that don't like go into the game it's crazy game it's, it's awesome when it is all about football i remember going to western mm -hmm. michigan and they were like bottom of the barrel when i was there in the mac division and they yeah. were still getting it was still all yeah. about football yeah. yeah 
Yeah. And there, the, I mean, what, I get that too. My so. favorite days of university were probably tailgating at the football games before our hockey season would start. Yeah. They were legendary yeah. days. Oh, it's the best. Those yeah. are some of mine too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then that's when you're at, uh, you're working at the golf course at Toby yeah. Keith's, right? So then are you partaking in some of the university extracurricular activities? <laughs> Damn, Skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't, you're not yeah. 41 at that point, are you? <laughs> yeah. If I was 41, I'd still be there drinking beer, watching football. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's freaking oh, awesome. it. Like, if you've never experienced it, you got to do it once. Mm-hmm. Like, to go to freaking, to go to the stadium, around the stadium, you know, on game day, there's 100 and, 125,000 people, and you go to a stadium that, have, that holds 90,000, like, it's, it's electric. Like it's freaking nuts. I could imagine. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I find it weird watching football live though, to keep track of everything. It's almost easier on TV, but then I find with hockey, it's the opposite. I find it boring as heck on TV, TV. but watching it live, I get Mm -hmm. right into it. Yeah. I can do that. It's super. I just remember at games, you stand for all the games. Oh my God, my legs. I'm not used to this. I'm like, wait, we stand the whole time. Like, are you kidding? But it is like a laughter. So like you're into it, but like my legs are also dying and we have to qualify at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So it's like this. So your coaches probably wouldn't want you there. Yeah. She was very much like, you guys can go, but like we're qualifying at 8 a.m. Why do you think we qualify at 8 a.m.? She's a smart lady. Yeah. Let's not be out late now. Yeah, if you want to qualify, I love you, yeah. coach. Just got to learn to play hungover. No. Well, you know, play Wrong guilty answer. is what they'd call it. Wrong answer. <laughs> I play best hungover. No. Every once in a while, you got to test yourself, but in hockey, it's not that wise. It's like that night we're talking about when Derek and you got in yeah. the little skirt yeah. kerfuffle oh. in the crowd. That was exhausting. I, yeah. the, the warm ups, I, because my family went for Thanksgiving in the U S yeah. and for some reason I had to stay back for work or something. And yeah. I had a, a, a freebie night and I got tangled up with all the neighborhood fellas here. And um, the next night we had to play hockey and I was doing God. it voluntarily and it was really painful. And sure. I, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. It's yeah. Awful. But you got to test yourself every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Push the limits. Uh, so then when you're in charge or you're running that golf course, what all, like, what all are you doing? How many employees and all that good stuff? Oh, I don't know. We'd have probably 30 or 40 employees just kind of overseeing all the different apartment. I'd have somebody, you know, I'd have a chef. So I would just check in, make sure food and beverage going good. I've got a superintendent, make sure that they're in good shape, staying on, you know, keeping budget, getting members joining events and you know all that kind of fun stuff just kind of juggling act of all the different all the different things it's so. be a lot though because i was thinking about what you guys yeah. take on just as a couple running that place like you got you got a landscaping business you got a food and beverage business yeah. you got the golf business like there's a lot to it there. right yeah 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 it's very much like that. that's where we were like when we designed this like we we're freaking doing it now. Like, well, let's just get into business for ourselves. <laughs> Instead of having a boss or, you know, having a freaking, you know, when I was working like for the Ritz or Innisbrook, you know, and they're, they're big places and they're cool places, but they're corporate. It's like, 
hey, I'm going to change this toilet paper roll and you got to get five people to sign off. It's like, you know, that just, it, it wears on you. It's a little <laughs> different, eh? Yeah. You know, you're, in, you're in business for yourself. You just freaking do it kind of a deal. Yeah. That's well, like, yeah. No, I, I think it's awesome. But that's, I, that's why you're my favorite golf course. It's personal feel. You show up. I know most people there, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. Taylor, I've sat down with your parents there. I was playing with whoever, mm-hmm. my kids, and then they were at the table next to us. And by the time I left that, we knew each other. And now every time we see each other, we say hi. And yeah. Well, if you come any day of the week, any day that ends in Y, they are there. Yeah, I have to be back there having his health drinks. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay. What else do I got here? So then when you win the big 12 as a team, does the whole team Mm -hmm. floor it? Do you guys get after it drinking party? No, no, no. So we, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) It was in Kansas. It was freezing. We were soaked rain. The weather was horrific. It was Kansas, which it's funny. It was where we ended up moving to, anyway, to after Norman. Um, you win Big Twelves, and then you have to go to regionals like a week and a half later. So it's Big Twelves, regionals, and then nationals. So once you win, you fly home. And schools like getting close to ending, like you're in exams and stuff. So it's like fly home, write your exams, and then everyone on campus. It becomes a ghost town. Everyone's gone, but yeah. you stay, and now you're training for regional so there is like you're on a very 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 short leash yeah. because it's you're just so busy there's everything which i loved it postseason it's the best so well and drinking age in the states is yeah. 21 too most of so, them probably weren't even 21 at that point yeah i'm trying to think i was a, you can we go were, get somebody to buy some beer for you but yeah no you you're right going that, to the club that night well, Western Michigan, somehow we got into a few places, but yeah, you wouldn't have the team support yeah. <laughs> or the schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually a junior. I was one of the older ones. So they were all me and another one. And then most were younger. So no, I can't be in the club and then have a freshman be like, what you doing? No, mm-hmm. not yeah, good, so. you got to be a leader. Yep. I understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> favorite hole in the world i asked about the golf course but like i there's a difference between course and best hole right that's a good question i'm not sure if it's most challenging or the one you would want to play the most you guys can decide that (laughs) oh okay well then i'm gonna okay i'll start with an easier one okay your favorite hole on your course ainsdale Okay. What do you? I tell you, my fucking least favorite hole is number ten. <laughs> number ten's your hole. least your favorite? favorite. Ten, I fucking hate number ten. Yeah, that's probably. What do you, what, what's wrong? What's wrong with it? Because I always snipe hook it out of bounds <laughs> into the driving range. Yeah, I, I've so now I just hit iron. I just hit iron off the tee now oh, and just see. Put it I, out there and... I I pretty much hit iron off every tee because now yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a big softy and I just hit irons because if I if if I am gonna hit driver. I think I'm going to go in the driving range. So I bail out and I, yeah. I hammer it yeah. onto yeah. the 18th or wherever. Right? Oh, yeah. hate it. Nice. I'd probably say my favorite hole is probably number nine, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's a oh, good hole. Par five. Thir- yeah. yeah. Water on the right. Thir- I'm going to say 13, which I know most people will not say, but <coughs> for some reason, back in that and corner, I, I like it. There's it a is big ass tree in front of the green. Long. Yes. Oh, long, that but- one? 
The one with yeah. the the tree in front of the green that it For like some. Reason, I just love that. I've always liked it. It's so pretty back there. It's when it's like twilight, the sun's going down, and yeah, it's real pretty when your ball's hitting the fucking tree. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's like when I, I when I be in the, on the fairway, and I'm like, why is there a tree in front of the green? Yeah, I, I love the fairway. And it's funny. We actually did a ride around today, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to lose this tree. Like, I love it up here. And he's like, if we ever lose it, we're moving it away from the green. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. I like it up there. I honestly, okay, so your other question, I feel like when I played TPC, so on TV, 17, the Island Green, Yeah. it looks really daunting. It's, I mean, it's, it's, they're also playing in front of however many people. It's not a long shot at all. Like it's a wedge, a flip wedge, and the green is quite generous. I don't think that's the hard shot. It's 18T that is for at least for me, like you're standing up there and you're just looking at water. Like it's just water everywhere. The the fairway is like beyond narrow on an angle with trees all down the right. Like that was the harder shot there I found. Um, but everybody thinks, oh, it's gotta be the island green on 17. But I mean, it's like 120 yards. It's not, but they're also playing under pressure in front of like, yeah, you know, so it's, an amphitheater. It's, it's a little different than just, you know, me out there doing but, it, but it, it is different right it's like doing a penalty shot in practice yeah or you do a penalty shot in front of like five to ten thousand folks and yeah. you're like gosh there's a lot of pressure yeah, <laughs> yeah. That on 18, no? so no, 18 after yeah. the island green, green. is there's 18 is like a it's a dog leg left and there's just water left like it's you have to land it and on a dime like those guys a lot of people miss right because it's you just bail out right and you bail out the right. water but and you got the aggressive guys like bryson who's gonna try to hit it you know 300 oh, yards or more than that you know 350 um but, speaking of 18 I, I would say my favorite golf hole is when i left belmar and uh norman we moved to wichita kansas for a few years and i took a job at flint hills national there Number 18 at Flint Hills mm -hmm. National is probably my favorite hole. And you were working at the course where it's got your favorite hole. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So what goes on in this hole? It's a water, par five. Water. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of – the tee box is kind of almost out in the water. It's cool, though. And along, you're you really, really tight down the right-hand side and then water all down the left-hand side, par five. Sounds perfect for you. Uh, the, the I really like the a, water holes, but I just suck at them. But yeah. I like them; like they're my favorite. The ones with water are my favorite, but hole. I don't know why. Yeah, and then the backdrop is the clubhouse, which is a long, like it's a log cabin. It's very pretty clubhouse, and there's a, a cottage kind of off to the right. It's a log cabin. I mean, just the way the hole shapes and like it. Just uh, okay, so now I'm awesome. putting a puzzle together here. Um, so you guys were in Norman, Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. You get the offer to go to that golf course. And is that when you become the coach of a university there? Yeah. And yeah. you guys move. So how'd you get the coaching job? If he, So who was getting the job first? He was, Chuck, yeah, you were getting the job first. And then you, yeah. you somehow also were able to get a university coaching job. That's yeah. pretty good. We, I guess we moved. I was fresh out of graduate school, I guess. You took the job. And I commuted back and forth a little bit from Norman to Wichita while I was finishing up my master's and he was working. Um, and then I played a little bit of pro golf after for a while. So it didn't really matter where I was. It, I could have been 
in Canada, right? Like it didn't belong to me. Holy moly. I better, I better speak We got to talk about all that still. You played. It didn't really matter to be honest where I was. So we moved to Canada. It was a phenomenal place. Like, I think that was a job that we, for you, like it was a dream job. job. Dream job. Like the the people were phenomenal. The place was phenomenal. Wichita was very cool. Um, it was only two, what, two twenty, two ish, two hours, 20 minutes from Norman. So we could have back for game days and like, it was perfect. And then, um, we had our son Wyatt in Wichita. So it's obviously a super special place for us. We got married in yeah. Wichita. So yeah. Went to Wichita Thunder games all the time. How long did hockey. you live there? We were there for like a year or two just under two two years yeah just, yeah so the when does the the lpga stuff and like the pro golfing happen yeah that was pretty much that then. was in there too i took the coaching job at friends was very short i was pregnant with wyatt so um we took that job or i took that job and then um had wyatt and then went back after having him and then it was that's pretty much i wasn't there for very long and then it was hey let's what do you think about him came to me and said, what do you think about moving to Canada and buying a golf course? And I thought he was kidding. And, um, who said yeah. that to you? You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chuck said it to me. Chuck came to me and said, what do you think about, it was actually, I think he said London. What do you think about London? Or yeah, somewhere, that was, um, I don't even know. I think it was London area. Maybe. I don't know. And I was like, so I, met, I think I said, do you mean London England? <laughs> and he's like, no, Canada. We, we wanted to get closer to family when we had our, you know, we had Wyatt and it was, we're right in the middle of the U S and he's, his family's in Florida. Mine's in Canada. Obviously we're not close to anybody. So it was just, it was tricky for holidays. We we're always going to travel, which we would have done. Your job was awesome. And the place was great, but would have been. It was yeah. Nice but it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Do we go to Florida and see my family? Do we go to Canada? So, you know, like versus if we're, the, if we're at one of those places, mm-hmm. it makes it easier. Go yeah. the other way. Yeah. Kind of a deal. Yeah. So. We like I, both. We I somewhat Florida. know, but we're like only an hour and a half one way and yeah. three hours the other way. Like they are but different same, countries. Same idea there. though. Yeah. 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 And I just realized that I always forget to talk about stuff I'm supposed to bring up is my under 11 concurrent and Canucks. I know you guys help sponsor yes. minor hockey and everything yeah. is my under 11 concurrent Canucks. This is a team signed game worn jersey they Very wore it in a three-on-three tournament in luck now and we're uh-huh. raffling it off to uh have the best under 11 shaker ever to end the year you know that's so Beauty. cool <laughs> yeah I love so it. um so far i think we've raffled like 58 tickets and, and they're at okay. available where you register for the golf tournament folks aleshockeytails.com so oh, buy nice. tickets you get this cool. jersey and there's also a cardiff devil's signed ales hockey tails banner that a fella made for me in wales and got signed by the team to raffle off for my team so thanks very cool yeah Yeah, so very cool i love that anybody watching buy raffle tickets so my under 11s can drink root beer and eat ice cream and have just a shaker just a shaker beautiful the biggest game of manhunt ever whatever they play right Yeah. <laughs> okay what else do i got here so then yeah pro lpga how so when you finish at university with the sooners mm-hmm. what are the pro options i always ask that in hockey how does it work do you have an agent do you just start going to qualify no. and sign up to tournaments mm-hmm. how does it work yeah no agent i don't have any money to have an agent so 
Well, in hockey, um, you don't have to pay them unless they do something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just, uh, yeah, you sign up for stuff. You declare as professional. So as soon as you do that, you got to be, you know, kind of sure that you're committed to it because you lose your amateur status. So um, what does that you mean? Just, you go, so now you're, you're, I guess, registered as a professional. So you take money. So now you're accepting money as, you know, prize money and stuff. So amateur events, you don't do that. So once you declare pro, you can't then enter, go back and enter amateur events, obviously. So once basically it's like hockey. You don't want to turn pro until you're ready because like if you're not it ready, you're, it's yeah. not, you're, it's not good. Right. No. Then you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do that. So. Cause then you end up in the East coast like me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Really good players would leave same as, you know, football and that they leave college, you know, partway through and turn pro or whatever. It doesn't happen. Not even close in golf. Like it does in football, but you hear that all the time. So-and-so is declaring for the draft or, you know, whatever. It's the same in, in any other sport, but obviously I waited. That's not common really in golf, to be honest with you, where someone's leaving. Um, so yeah, you just kind of sign up afterwards and then hope you start making cuts and you're making money. And so and then when you sign, when, so yeah. So when you sign up to be a pro, you then yeah. sign up to go to whatever tournament qualify, who mm-hmm. is fronting the bill then to go to the hotels, the travel, is that on you? That's not, yeah. So then yeah, so you have to hope you make enough money that it made the trip worthwhile. Right. So then you have things like sponsors and again, like my family was very supportive and um, if you can get sponsors, that's awesome because it's, it's not an easy go airfare and hotel and you don't have money to pay a caddy. So like you're either like it's a family member or a friend doing it for you, husband, whatever, because um, you can't pay. It's not like on TV where, you know, you got you got the yeah, same guy every tournament. Years. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. not like that. And you don't, you know, you don't fly everywhere. You live out of your car and drive. Um, you don't be exhausting, eh? Carlton, you're not safe. So I just feel like there's this like misconception with oh, you play like pro hockey or pro golf, pro basketball. Like it's when you're first starting out, it's not like the glamorous limousine pulling up and you know oh, driving down Magnolia Lane. It ain't like that. <laughs> You're right, so, though. There is a like a misconception if you're yeah. not in the top tier, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like the people like the shed guys for hockey guys that come here is they're not usually NHL guys. Um, they're usually yeah. a tier below. And mm-hmm. to be honest to my under 11 kids that think pro hockey is everything that they mm-hmm. hope it is. Um, it's mm-hmm. not always that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Not, yeah. And it's like this, you want to push them to like, you know, work hard and chase your dream and stuff. And that kind of what that's what OU was for us too, was prepping us to turn pro. And I would say most of us did. Um, and then what you do with it from there is it's a totally different experience from, from playing in college um, where you travel with a team and it's fun and someone's paying your bill and they take you to fancy steakhouses for dinner and all. And they pay for your coaches and all that. And all of that. And then all of a sudden the biggest thing for me was you're traveling alone. So now it's super lonely on the road. Um, You're away from your, your home. We were like just newly engaged. It was not the life. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. uh, I I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. She missed me. I did. Yeah. I miss miss home. The racetrack. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
god. I'm a huge homebody too, so I it was a lot to be. Well, I haven't even brought this up. Like, uh, speaking of being a homebody, is like you guys never have to go anywhere because your house is right beside the golf course. <laughs> yeah, it's like the best thing ever for anybody. it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse. But <laughs> yeah, uh, um, no. So then, I guess I don't know how long we've been going. Probably a while, eh? But I was curious then. So you're there doing that. Um, yeah. What was your best pro tournament or like? How I don't know because. I don't know how it worked, but like how much money was out not, there? Not enough. No. And women's golf is a, even another notch kind of below it, There's not a whole lot of money in it, to be honest. If you're not playing on the LPJ tour, then it's hard. It's truly hard to make a go of it. Even the girls that got their tour cards, so you play in the Symmetra tour, which is now the Epson tour. Um, the top 10 money winners get their tour card and so then they graduate and they move to the lpga so those 10 like even them like their money it looks like you can look it up online however much they've won per year it looks like a lot you're like holy smokes that's awesome but then you, you don't see the things like airfare and hotel and clubs and meals and all of this stuff entry fees and everything that like you're lucky like if you're like breaking even like yeah they'd make 80 grand would be the top money earner on the tour they are the top ones too have some pretty good sponsors um too but it's not it's not the same as you know brooke henderson on tv and stacy lewis and all these girls that you know you think oh it must be like kind of the same it's not no it's not. yeah so no honestly i don't even know what my best one was i feel like i was in arizona maybe and the one that my mom got from yet well, and the interesting thing though is like the AHL, the East Coast, it's the same thing in hockey. Like people mm-hmm. think it's whatever, mm-hmm. but like come the end of the day, you don't bring home that much. And then by no. the time you're 30 and everybody yeah. else is 10 years into their career, yeah. and, and then you're like, okay, now I'm done, and you don't really have anything to show for it, and you're like, huh, yeah. yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like I've always said not to just talk about being a female golfer, but like you want to have kids too. Um, yeah. and we were engaged and planning a wedding and stuff. And I knew that we wanted kids right away. And so female golfers have to like factor that into even the ones that are, you know, the top in the world have to factor in, Hey, what's this going to look like? Stacey Lewis had a baby, which her husband was my assistant coach at OU. Um, so they, she had a baby and is now back playing on the LPJ tour, which is just like crazy, unbelievable that I just think sometimes Jordan Spieth just won this weekend and like his wife goes out with their baby boy. Like he's able to still play. What? With all that he has, yeah. of, I don't even know how old he is, four months or whatever at home because she's at home. Right. So like yeah. when you're the one that's actually giving birth. So I knew that okay, I wanted kids pretty much we wanted kids right away. So I was like, I don't know if this, I love this lifestyle enough to like put myself through this and kind of be unhappy. Um, I love golf. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it was everything else about it. That was not my favorite thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, okay. Chuck. Yes. Present. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for making you sit there so long. Okay. I had a lot no, of that's great. Okay. Um, so when you have, I would say a dream job, how do you do, like, how do you come up with the idea? Why don't we buy a golf course in Canada? (laughs) 
Well, like I said, you get yeah. I was it agree. was it changing the toilet paper rolls and you had to get five sign-ups? I was a little pissed off about the toilet paper. I yeah. would be too. And and shout out <laughs> shout, shout out to Superheat and um everything they've done for me out of hockey because you you know it was a struggle for me out of hockey and I met mm-hmm. the right people and I got in with them and they've been great to me and I think I've held up my hands. So thank yeah, you awesome. for you know um yeah helping me make concurrent and home right <laughs> yeah, yeah totally no you just get tired i mean at a certain point you're, you're doing it you're doing it you're doing it and you think could i just be just doing this for myself like why why am i working for the man and why am i you know why do i need a boss if i can be my own boss kind of a deal mm-hmm. and that's kind of i'm just wired that way to be honest with you i've always kind of been driven to like make the next move and make the next step. And, and to me, naturally, that was the next step to just say, you know, and like I said, we were, we were, you Both know, getting involved. married and getting ready to have a family and we wanted to get closer. So we looked in Florida and, we, and, and I looked here and there was actually, of course, I can't think of the name of it for the life of me, but East and South of London. Um, and, and it was for sale yeah. and it was a mom and pop, you know, Same kind idea. of a place. So I said, let's bring in, let's scout it out. Let's look at it and see if it's even a possibility. Um, and actually sent her, some of her family went down and played it. We were living in Wichita time. So they went and played it. Hey, tell us if the golf course is a shithole or not. Tell us if the clubhouse is nice. Tell us what, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And at that same time, the owners of Ainsdale were 30 years in and they were kind of getting ready to retire. So I just said, let's call them and see if they want to sell and, and just talk to them and, it was fast. It was like, it was very fast. We started talking about it and like, but when it comes to real estate July. or businesses or buying and selling things happen fast, right? It's like, yeah. I know I brought it up already, but like me and the old man went out for dinner with the kids on Friday night. And I was like, we discussed them. Like, I think this could be the right time. And he's like, mm-hmm. mother and Go. father would love to sell. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, yeah. then let's yeah. do it and then we called Derek the next day and next thing you know it's going to be up Friday yeah. <laughs> it happens fast. it'll probably be sold Friday yeah, <laughs> I, I'm well we're going to hold offers for a week Derek says he's the professional we'll follow oh, him right, right? <laughs> yeah whatever he says <laughs> goes <laughs> uh, but yeah it does happen fast eh? so that all of a sudden like so when you come up with the idea you call them they're into selling then things start happening yeah, I mean, it was like end of August, maybe yeah, like beginning we had just, of September. We had just had Wyatt it, when we started, like, okay. Yeah. Which he was August 9th. So it was like right after that we were. Is, it, is this what, 2016, 17? What is it? End of 16, yeah. So we're we're all moving here around the same time. Then that's when yeah. I was done yeah. hockey. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we flew up. We, we talked a couple of times on the phone, figured out that we, you know, are we both even in the ballpark? Is it worth chasing down? Yep. Flew up here, met once. Halloween weekend. We yeah, came back another time and said done deal. And I think we signed the paperwork on January 7th. January seventh. Seventeenth. Oh well, either way, that whatever day, if it's the seventh or seventeenth, we'll look it up after this. No, but I get it. Really, oh, is no. exciting times, right? Like yeah. that you guys own a golf course that are doing that, like. 
I mean, I know you got a lot in your plate and it's a lot of work. And I guess maybe that's why after 30 years, the other couple were looking to get out, right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Like that's a long time too. In 30, 30 years out of a place is crazy. So I can see, I'm sure that will also be asked. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, but like, I, you know, like I'm, I wasn't from here. I came to mm. cottage, but like mm-hmm. I always grew up going to Ainsdale. I always mm. was right here at Bruce Beach going yeah. to Ainsdale and golfing there. Cool. And um I think it's a great course and uh that I know the owners is cool and that we're having a golf tournament June 25th yeah. is cool. Beautiful. I know it's awesome. Yeah, no, I can't wait. And um, what else do I have? Anything else here? I don't think I you, do. Look at you with your notes. You pretty much, boom, that was our whole, look at that. That's like, felt like our whole little life there. Well, but then, so you had two more kids once you got I back. Know. Yeah. yeah. True. We weren't. You weren't busy enough. <laughs> yeah, we, that's, we needed more to do, so, so we decided. Well, so you decided to have two more kids and start having weddings at Ainsdale, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> for gluttons, for punishment. We'll just do all the things. It's good. <laughs> Well, and I, and it's funny because I know you guys like, I can tell you guys like hosting fun times, people having fun. And that's why you have the global. That's why you have the different costume events and throughout Mm -hmm. the year. And it's because you guys, and that's why you're into cooking. That's why I'm into cooking is you want people to be in a good mood. You want people to be happy. And when you put out a good meal, people are like, wow, look at this. And they're in a better mood. Mm -hmm. They you know, they're having more yeah. fun and that's exactly what you guys are providing. Appreciate okay. it. I thought you were only one compliment. I thought we were done. Well, I think June 25th, everybody's going to show up with great attitudes and um, <laughs> you got to register at aleshockeytails.com and you also have to behave yourself when you show up, right? Because now these are the owners. You'd be disappointing if you, oh. <laughs> right? If you don't behave hey. yourself. You hit the nail on the head. We want, we were, uh, I'm going to be, you know, the Mr. Stern asshole. Oh, here we go. We want everybody to have a good time every time they come out to our place. Yeah. And that truly is what we try and aim yeah. for. But there's a line too, right? Like you can't, and like, there is. this is our business and we have three kids and this is how we put food on the, on the table for them. So when yeah. people come out and act like assholes, <laughs> I'm, I'll be the first person to tell them. And I'll agree. Like <laughs> yeah. And I totally agree with like, you, you yeah. don't mess things up when you go to golf first you go have a great time yeah. and you have fun and yeah yeah and same what you should do everywhere right? Is, right yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um but no it's been real like you guys have lived around the corner from me for a while now and uh we're all very busy but you know when know. you're locked out of time in the shed you can actually get to know people there <laughs> you go beauty we're shedding it up and this has been another episode of Two Ales at Hockey Tales with the. Uh, I'm not sure the nicknames for this. This is a hockey episode. So the Ooh. the Candlers. Can... The no, in hockey know, we might call you the ca- Candy. No, Candyman. The Candyman. This has been oh, another I... episode of the Candyman, Taylor and Wally. Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. 
Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and I go fans. I like pizza fans and fans. I'm always speaking my mind. But I'm not for it.